Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. I'm Mel McMahon, and today we'll get the story of Daniel Cooney's management of small batch soups. We'll talk about the challenges and the successes along the way and why supporting local businesses really matters. You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, leading local living. Danielle, it's so good to see you. Thank you for bringing me such wonderful warm soup on this cold, rainy day. You're so welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you. I'm doing much better being able to kind of see people Mm -hmm. in person feel good about it. Yep. It's been great to just kind of, you know, get out and reconnect with a lot of people. Yes. So, so much on the same page. And you've been doing, I mean, you've been out and about this entire time, the whole mm-hmm. pandemic, right? Doing small batch soups. Tell us, for those that aren't familiar with small batch soups, maybe not as well as I am. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. So we are um, small batch gourmet soups. Um, everything we make is between five and eight gallons at a time. Um, we have eight or nine soups that we have every day, and then we have different things that change, um, change with the seasons. So we'll have beef stew and beef barley and heartier stuff in the fall. Uh, we'll have gazpacho and asparagus lemon and the, you know, chilled soups in the summer. Um, we pair it with soup, uh, salads and paninis, um, just to kind of make the whole meal experience. And you're located right off Monument Circle. We are. We're, um, seven East Market. So literally a hundred feet from, from the Monument. Have you always liked soup? No. No? <laughs> no. Uh, I, I was not a soup eater growing up. No. Um, um, it wasn't really until we started this company, I got involved with this company, that I learned kind of the benefits of soup, mm-hmm. um, how comforting it can be. Um, sometimes some of the medicinal pop- properties, you know, everybody wants some chicken noodle soup when they're not feeling well. Um so, Why is that? Why do we want chicken noodle soup when we don't feel well? I think it just, it's just such a good comforting soup to have. You know, it's its nice and thin and brothy with a packed full of flavor, lots of vitamins, lots of nutrients, uh, things that your body craves when you're not feeling well. Now, let me ask you, before the pandemic, were you doing frozen soup delivery? We started it in December of 2019. Really? Yes. Um, we did our very first one. Um, I think we did 35 deliveries uh, spread out among four people. Um, We did the same thing in January and February of that year. Um, Then in March of 2020, when the pandemic hit, we flipped real quick. um, And that's where we went. We went to frozen soup. Um, So our March delivery... I think we still only had four people, but we did probably 150 frozen soup orders. Um, and we just kept going with it. We turned it into twice a month in Marion County and all the donut counties. And then once a month in Bloomington, Lafayette area. Um, we go to Muncie and Anderson and Pendleton every other month. Um, we're looking on adding either you know Vigo Park County or over in Columbus the other month. Um, so we just kind of switched when the pandemic hit, and it's been really good. Well, and the nice thing about it being frozen is you can order a ton of it at a time. Yep, and just stick it in your freezer. We offer lots of different sizes. So our pint size is kind of perfect for a lunch um, or for two people to split with sandwiches for dinner. Um, and you can go all the way up to a gallon to feed 
you know, an army of people. What's your favorite flavor? What's your favorite variety of soup that you have? I think the tomato biscuit smoked gouda is my absolute favorite. Um, I love adding some chicken into it or um, some noodles. Um, our cheeseburger paradise is actually a soup that I had at a different restaurant and liked it. And so we recreated it. Um, you can't go wrong with the chicken velvet or the chili. If I was eating soup today, it would definitely be the chili. Mm-hmm. cold and rainy. Um, I love our roasted cauliflower, especially with you add some bacon to it to give it a little bit of saltiness. Um, all of them are good. They've all been taste tested. So You know what's interesting? So you're bringing up soups and then you're talking about different things you can add. And the other day, uh, my husband Lance and I, we actually had the chicken velvet soup mm-hmm. for lunch. And we're sitting at the table and he turned to me and said, you know what the best part about these soups are? I said, what's that? And he goes, you don't have to do anything to them. They are great the way they come. And he's a cook, right? Mm-hmm. He cooks all the time. He grills. He does all the things that I don't really care to do. I bake, <laughs> right? He cooks. Right. I bake. But he's right. I mean, they're just so good. And, you know, Lance used to work right on Monument Circle, just mm-hmm. like I did. You know, we were in the same building for years. And so many different times, he'd be like, hey, let's go get some soup. Hey, I'm going to go get soup. And it didn't matter what the temperature was outside mm-hmm. because he could always find something that fit his mood for the day. Mm-hmm. And I know we're talking about soup and some people are like, well, you know, what's the big deal about soup? But I think so much of it goes back to what you were talking about where it just, it gives you a feeling, right? It's like mm-hmm. a, like a comfort. It's just like a little hug for your tummy. Mm-hmm. It's just so, so good. And, you know, we've known each other for a while now and I know you mm-hmm. have, you know, a caring heart, caring soul, um, background in the restaurant industry, but what did you want to be when you grew up? So I actually wanted to be a heart surgeon. Um, (laughs) I wanted to follow up to my dad's footsteps. Um, I started right out of of high school, chemistry pre-med at Butler. Very quickly realized chemistry was not my thing. Um, And didn't really know how to pursue a pre-med degree without either chemistry or biology. I also don't really like biology, so that didn't go very well either. I was at a point in my life where I just needed to take some time to figure me out, who I was, who I wanted to be. Um, Restaurants are a great place to make good money when you're 18 or 19 years old. Um, So I just stuck with restaurants. Um, I worked lots of different places, fine dining, comedy club, um, your chain restaurants, your local mom and pop places. I would always find myself helping out different areas. Um, I remember the first time I used a fryer. Um, I was probably 20 20 or 21, and we got an unexpected late lunch rush. There was one cook in the kitchen. I think there there was a server and a bartender. Um, And so I helped him fry French fries, and I was like, how do I know when they're done? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I learned a lot about restaurants just doing that type of type of thing um jumping in when people needed stuff i've washed more than my fair share of dishes as a non-dishwasher um and it kind of led me to where i am now um the thing i love about soup and what i do is i can still take care of people just like if i had become a doctor by feeding their soul um i love I love seeing people come in that are sick and getting the soup that makes them feel better. I love being able to deliver soup to friends at Riley whose kids are in the hospital. Um, 
I love being able to take our Feed the Frontlines to different nurses and doctors and firemen and, you know, just to tell them thank you for everything they've done. Um, it's very gratifying for me. Coming up, the challenges and successes Danielle has had along the way and what she wants you to know about starting your own business. This is Local Matters. Hi, I'm Lance. And I'm Mel. In the spring of 2012, we were walking around downtown Indianapolis. We were looking for someplace local for dinner. We threw out a restaurant name and Mel asked, Is it local? That simple question became a much bigger conversation and our company, Indiana Originals, was born. Every Indiana Originals member is certified local. That means the business is an Indiana-owned and operated company, headquartered here, and not part of an out-of-state chain. When you discover and support a business on our website or on our app, you are keeping more money in Indiana, helping our communities be unique, and creating jobs. If you spent 5% more on goods and services from Indiana, we would have $1.8 billion more for our schools and infrastructure. So when you break it down, that's just $35 per household per week. When you see the Indiana Originals badge, you know you are supporting local Indiana businesses. Download our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains and get your business certified local at indianaoriginals.com. Indiana Originals, leading local living. Hello, listeners of Local Matters. This is McFarling Foods, and you know, 2020 was quite a year. McFarling Foods was there through it all because McFarling Foods is serious about partnership. We are in this together. That's what it's all about. We care about what's best for your business. How can we help? And McFarling Foods is a partner to local independent restaurants because, hey, anyone can sell you food. Wouldn't you rather have a partner? A partner who's invested in this same community. McFarling Foods. We're local. This is our home, too. It's where we live, where we work, and where we raise our families. See, nothing's more important to us than our community and our neighbors right here in central Indiana. Oh, and we are very proud to be an Indiana original. For more about McFarling, go to McFarling.com. That's McFarling.com. We've been chatting with Daniel Cooney of Small Batch Soups, a soup restaurant and now delivery service started in January of 2014. Danielle, you have an interesting role with Small Batch Soups. Uh, lots of people are just, you know, think of you as the manager, mm-hmm. um, but there's way more that you're responsible for and a part of behind the scenes. You know, what's been the hardest part about helping run a business? Wow. Uh, so the hardest part during the pandemic is figuring out how to stay alive, um, coming up with new ideas, new things to try, um, not taking it personal when they don't work. Um, I think overall, some of the hardest things about running a business, um, being able to take the criticism um, and not take it personally. Especially um, in food. Especially in food. Um, no one is ever going to, no, nobody is ever going to like everything. Um, being able to take the criticism and and find out if it's real or if it's just somebody having a bad day and they need to take it out on you, um, is probably one of the hardest parts about running a restaurant. Um, and then just trying to stay up with the day-to-day stuff is very difficult. Um, I am very behind um, you know, there always seems to be something that's more important than balancing your books. Um, whether it's an employee calling in sick or an employee needs an emergency day off or 
you know, whatever the case may be, uh, as the manager, it's my responsibility to take care of it and fill it. And, you know, if my delivery driver's out sick, I have to take those deliveries. You know, we just have to figure it out. So there's this sense of always kind of being on your toes and never knowing what the day's going to bring. Um, I like to tell my mom all the time, I want to Skype this week with you, but I may not know until the day before or even the morning of if we can Skype because it just, my day can change in the matter of minutes. I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, we feel like we're in survival mode, mm-hmm. right? We're not necessarily thriving. Mm-hmm. But then every once in a while, we get that reminder of why we love what we do. Mm-hmm. And so what's been the most rewarding part? The most rewarding part is like we talked about earlier, seeing the people that we can help feed to make them feel better, help nourish their bodies. Um, for me, that's what it's about. Um Currently, my most rewarding part is seeing some of our old regulars back, even if it's only once a week or once every other week. Um, I'll never forget one of my favorite regulars who I've known for a very long time. Um, She is not back at work yet, although her and her team came back just for one day to send out a mailer, I think. Um, And I saw her team and said hi to them, and they're like, she'll be here in just a minute. And I almost cried when she came in. It was so great to see her. Um, there've been a couple like that, that it's just, it's so nice to see people coming back, um, to see people that I've known for seven years, you know, that I haven't seen in a year and a half. Well, and you can tell it means a lot to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't, you know, see this through audio, obviously, but you're tearing up a little bit. I am. You're a little, uh, little choked up Mm -hmm. and to go from the hustle and bustle of downtown Indianapolis with all the people that work there, all the people that live here, all the people that come to town to a ghost town. I mean, what was that like? It was heartbreaking, honestly. Um, It was hard to go to work every day. Um, I was was busy as a manager before the pandemic. Um, I was out of my mind, insanely crazy once the pandemic hit. Um, I've never in my life worked harder than I worked last year to keep our business alive. Um, And the same can be said about everybody that is is in our business. We've never worked this hard. Um, Seeing downtown Indianapolis as a ghost town was just something I never thought I would see. Um, Walking you know, parking on the fourth floor of the parking garage and not seeing another single car all the way down and not a single person as I walked into the store. It's never like that. You know, even now when I'm downtown at four o'clock in the morning to get ready for a farmer's market, there's people on scooters, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just, it was heartbreaking and it was hard to, to see every day. Um, but it's, it's getting better. People are coming back. Good. And we want to welcome them back. We do. Right? You are welcome to come back. What would you tell others that want to start their own business? What do you want them to know? So I think the two biggest things to keep in mind, um, starting your own business, whether it's a restaurant or any other business, is a lot of hard work. Um, You have to be dedicated and put in the hours and know that you're going to be working long hours you need to make sure that you're able to go with the flow and know that things change on a dime. Um, 
you know, if you're building a new building, you have to wait for permits that, you know, could could put off the building for months at a time. You know, if you're starting a restaurant, you, you know, you have to work with your product and getting things in and shortages and all, all of that type of stuff. Um, so know that there are going to be long hours. It is very rewarding. But then also making sure that you take time for yourself. So um, we are not open on Sundays at the moment. Um, pre-pandemic, we were open seven days a week. And um, I don't know if or when we will ever open on Sundays again. Um, and Sundays is a day that I don't work. Um, it is my family day. It is my house cleaning day. It is my garden day. Um, I mean, I check my email. Don't get me wrong. You can't just not do things. But I, I don't work on Sundays. Um, and it has taken me over 20 years to realize that that is something that I have to have for me um, and my family and my husband. Um, it's it's just us time. It's just me time. Um, I think it's very important that people make sure that they have that when they start their own business. Danielle, we've talked a lot about being able to be flexible, right, mm-hmm. and being willing to change when we need to, mm-hmm. right, or making decisions that maybe we didn't even see coming that we were going to have to make, right? Have you been through that this year too? We have. Um, so this goes back to, you know, listening to your customers, um, taking advice and not taking it personally. Um, when we started seven and a half years ago, uh, we were called Supremacy. Um, it's a play on soup being the best thing that there is, um, which is how we wanted our brand to come across. Um, in the course of really the entire time, um, but really in the last year, um, we came to realize that maybe our name was off-putting to some people. So we strived really hard to think, what is it that we want to say? What is it that we do? And we made the decision to change our name um, to Small Batch Soups um, because that is what we do. We are a gourmet soup restaurant that makes Small Batch Soups. Um, And we can we can convey everything that supremacy conveyed with the name small batch soups. Um, but it took people telling us maybe this isn't the best name. This is what, this is what this name means to me. Um, but in our efforts to listen to customers and to, to keep all of that advice in our head, um, we made a, we made a very hard decision and a very expensive decision, um, to go ahead and, and transition there's a lot that goes along with that. There's a lot. I mean, it's not just changing a social media handle. No, which I can't even figure out how to change yet. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can help you with that after that. Facebook is really making it hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we had to change the sign on the outside of our building. We had to change the signs on the door. Um, anything that we had printed, think business cards, flyers for farmer's markets, um, all of that has to be changed. Our soup labels have to be changed. Um, I mean, we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars of things that have to be changed. And some of those things we just have to throw away because we have them and now we can't use them. Um, it's it's extremely costly to change your name, but it's something that we felt very strongly about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did it. We've done it. It definitely sounds like it's worth it mm-hmm. for sure. Why does supporting local and being known as an Indiana original matter to you? So I've always tried to support as local as possible. Um, In fact, I buy my eggs 
from a local farmer down the street from my grandparents' house, um, at least when he has them, when chickens are laying. Um, it's always been very important to, to my husband and I. Um, knowing that we're helping feed a family, that we're helping um, send kids to school, put clothes on their backs, um, instead of just some big corporation, um, means a lot to us. We know the struggles that go into having a small business um, and being an original. Um, and so we like to support that as much as possible. Um, yeah. Besides IndianOriginals.com and our app, where do we find out more about you and how do we support your business? You can find us at smallbatchsoups.com. Uh, it's small-batchsoups.com. Um, it'll tell you all about where we are for farmer's markets, frozen soup deliveries, family meal deals. Um, you can find us down at 7 East Market, right off Monument Circle. Um, I highly recommend coming down and grabbing lunch and going and sitting on the steps of the monument. It's the best people watching in the city, I promise. <laughs> um, You're at four farmer's markets this year, aren't you? We are. So we are doing the Plainfield Farmer's Market on Wednesdays from 4 to 7. Uh, we do the Carmel Farmer's Market from 8 to 11.30 every Saturday. We do the Broadapple Farmer's Market the second and the fourth Saturday from 8 to 12. And we are doing the new White River State Park Farmer's Market, which is the first and the third Saturday in June. Wonderful. Wonderful. Danielle, thank you so much for being our guest today on Local Matters. And thank you for doing your part to create healthier, stronger communities and more jobs in Indiana. You're so welcome. And thank you for listening to Local Matters, made possible by Indiana Originals, Indiana.Gifts, and McFarling Foods. It's a privilege to bring you incredible stories about Indiana original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. Learn more about why local matters at indianaoriginals.com and on our app, powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains. I'm Mel McMahon, and until next time, keep supporting local. Thanks for listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Download the Indiana Originals app, powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains, and check out indianaoriginals.com.